HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program has been brought to you by S. Wallace Edwards & Sons, third-generation cure masters producing the country's best dry-cured and aged hams, bacon, and sausage. For more information, visit surreyfarms.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The devil runs his groove in them rhythm and blues that sound. It's gonna get you some. Welcome back to the Speakeasy. I'm your host, Damon Bolte, and I'm your very happy host today because as much as I talk about this certain product, as much as I love it, we finally have gotten one of my dear friends, Jennifer Corral, brand ambassador for Fratelli Branca. Hi, so happy to be here. In the studio today. So we get to talk for 30 minutes about Fernet Branca, and I couldn't be happier, like I said. And uh, welcome to the show. Thanks. I'm really excited to be here today. Thank you so much for inviting me to be on it with you. I feel honored. I, the, the pleasure is all mine. Uh, let's just get into it, because I know we have a lot to talk about today, <laughs> and uh, it's going to be a really happy conversation for me, anyway. <laughs> me <laughs> I'm sure too. for you as well. So, you represent Fratelli Branca. That is correct. In New York. Mm-hmm. And... So the portfolio includes many great products. The portfolio is beautiful. So the benchmark of the for- portfolio is Fernet Branca, which you love, and Branca Menta. We also have Carpano Antica, which is the world's first vermouth, and Punta Mas, Candelini Grappas, and Cafe Borghetti and Sambuca Borghetti. It's awesome. It's beautiful. All from Italy, all made and distilled in Milano. So... Let's just jump into it. Like, <laughs> l- tell me about the the history and the background of Fratelli Branca. So, Fratelli Branca started with Fernet Branca in 1845. Fernet Branca is a recipe by Bernardino Branca, and it was a recipe that was developed to help aid in digestion. And he also worked with Dr. Fernet, who was from Switzerland, to develop the recipe, and that's where we got Fernet Branca from. Fernet Branca has 27 herbs and additional 13 roots and spices, all going into a neutral grain-based spirit. It's also aged for one year in massive Slovenian oak casks. And the aging process is so some of those bitter roots and herbs can mellow and settle down. 
and we use hot maceration, cold maceration, infusions, everything into the neutral grain-based spirit to get Fernet Branca. And the recipe for Fernet Branca has remained unchanged since 1845 when it was developed. And the cool thing is, like, we're talking, you know, obviously Fernet Branca has been around, like I said, since 1845. This is mid-19th century where a lot of the spirits were still considered, most of them, like, more than something that you can, you know, get drunk off of or party with. You know, there were a lot of them, even, like, you see, like, old whiskey bottles and it says, you know, for medicinal use, especially during Prohibition. But, like, these these different products, you know, were medicinal. Mm-hmm. Fernet Branca is the same. Uh, that is why Bernardino Branca did want, uh, work with Dr. Fernet was to make sure that all of the herbs and roots and spices that he picked for the formulation did have medicinal purposes, did have medicinal qualities. Uh, they all aid in digestion in some sort. So if you've overindulged in a heavy meal, they all help to settle the stomach and move everything through so the next day you don't feel so heavy and bloated and you can go about your business. Um, and Fernet Branca, to the point of it being medicinal, so much so it was legally imported into the U.S. during Prohibition. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that you have a bottle, I've seen a bottle myself, uh, where it does say Fernet Branca, f- legally imported for medicinal purposes, which yeah. I think is really unique and really special. There's nothing artificial about Fernet Branca. Absolutely. And, I mean, obviously you can tell <laughs> that when you drink it. Yeah. Um, so run me through a timeline uh, throughout the history of Fernet Branca, like as far as like, like just like some of the the bullet points of it, because like I know that like starts out in eighteen forty five. One of the earliest, uh, you know, I'm a cocktail guy, so uh, one of the earliest recipes that I've seen, like I believe it was actually in the eighteen or sorry, yeah, the eighteen sixty two. Jerry Thomas book, there's one called The Italian Fizz, which I have on my my brunch cocktail menu, mm-hmm. which is Fernet Branca. It calls for Fernet Branca, uh, Italian vermouth, and seltzer on the rocks with an orange twist. And it's really good with Carpano Antica. It is. You know? So it's like the whole, <laughs> the whole package for uh, for your company, you know? Um, but throughout, throughout the history of, like, imbibing and cocktails... Where, what are some of the uh, the main points that you think that where it was very like influential? Um, I mean, definitely through the early 1900s and into Prohibition, it being imported legally into the U.S. says something about the following that was already here. We also did used to have a distillery here in Tribeca mm-hmm. uh, for Fernet Branca um, because it does have such a long-standing history within the United States. But I think the next major milestone for the company in regards to Fernet Branca would be in 1960 when we started to formulate Broncamenta. Um, and that was one that we started to make in honor of Maria Callas, who is an opera singer who was based in Milan, and she would drink Fernet Branca with peppermint oil before going on stage every night. So in her honor, the Branca family and distillery started making Broncamenta. So in terms of a timeline for Fernet Branca, I would say like that would be the next major yeah. milestone. The- you know, it's funny because uh, I actually had a regular... Um, at my bar, um, that she, well, she doesn't live here anymore, but, uh, mm-hmm. but she, she would come in all the time and she was like, why do you use Fernet Branca so much? That's weird. Uh, like I never, she's like, she worked in theater okay. and, uh, on Broadway. And she was like, it's kind of crazy. She's like the only other time that I've ever seen anyone drink Fernet Branca was when she was working for this actress 
this Broadway actress, and she would always drink Fernet Branca before she went on stage to like clear the get, throat, clear throat, get her yeah. vocal cords loosened up, you know whatnot. So I I really appreciate that, and that's probably that's probably actually where she found that. You know, like from that story mm-hmm. about uh, Maria Cause, you know, like drinking it before she went on stage and started singing, belting it out for <laughs> hours, you know, that's really cool. Yeah. I, I mean, for Nat Branca, because it does have so many medicinal qualities and properties to it, not only does it help a di- with digestion, but it just also helps to relax the body as a whole. So I think it would help her get into character and be able to do what she needs to do very effectively. Here's something, and this is like my own theory on like drinking Fernet Branca. Um, to me, there are certain types of uh, different spirits and liqueurs and whatnot that, especially like herbal ones, like a Fernet uh, or an Amaro. You know, uh-huh. to me, they they typically are a little bit lighter in alcohol. Fernet Branca is not. It's, Fernet Branca is not. <laughs> it's, it's right up there with. It can hold it, its own with the rest it of them. It can definitely hold its own. But um, there's something about the way that, like, when you're drinking an herbal liqueur like this, there's something about the way it actually hits your system. Agreed. You know, mm-hmm. rather than like something heavier, like like a like a whiskey or a, or a, a cognac or whatnot. You know, like even gin has kind of some of the same qualities because it's an herbal mm-hmm, kind bot- of thing. Botanicals. Yeah, so totally. I think anytime you use ingredients from nature, roots, herbs, spices, it's going to be better appreciated by the body than yeah, if your you're body, using your things that are like it. sugar and that yeah. it has to break down and process because Fernet Branca is all natural. So there's nothing added to it that the body is going to have a hard time processing. What are some of the botanicals that go into Fernet Branca? One of them is aloe. That's one of the reasons why we do need to age it. We also have saffron. We have chinoa bark. We have um, whole, again, there's 27 herbs, roots, and spices, echinacea. We have eucalyptus. We have peppermint. Um, A lot of it we we don't know. It's still a heavily guarded secret family recipe. I heard once that uh, uh, Fertelli Branca controls like 70% of the world's saffron market. Well, there's no way for us to be able to control the saffron market, but saffron is an ingredient in Fernet Branca. Um, but there's no way for us to control an international market on an ingredient that's created. I was created. just hoping that that was true because it yeah. sounds really cool. <laughs> <laughs> it does sound amazing, but then that would be like, there's chamomile in Fernet Branca too, and yeah. there's no way for you know us to be able to control the chamomile market either. Well, I think the chamomile actually like kind of, because it has a very softening quality so to beautiful. it, so it, it probably really works with the the... A lot of people think of aloe as something you like put on your skin when you're sunburned. Aloe's you know? bitter. It's bitter. Yeah. It's bitter. It's really lovely when it's when it's chilled out, and that's of course mm-hmm. why you age well, we, it for twelve months. We do the aging, yeah. So I think like the chamomile and aloe together—that's that's a really it's a lovely combination. Um, so there <laughs> there have been a lot of uh, developments lately, like over the past. I would say, I mean, like I, like I was saying before, you know, like I found that uh, it wasn't actually I didn't find that cocktail recipe for the Italian fizz in the Jerry Thomas book. I actually found it in another book called. The Wild West Bartender's Bible, and it was uh, it's a really cool book. Um, it's out of print, I believe now, but it has a lot of references to old cocktail books, and 
a lot of other cool stuff like old pages from the Brunswick Bulk Colander Company. You know, they made a lot of the bars back in the day and all the fixtures and glassware and bitters bottles and whatnot. Um, but that being said, uh, when you look through, especially for something like this specific, it's cool to like go back and look at like old cocktail books where normally if it says like Italian vermouth or French vermouth being like sweet or dry, what we call it nowadays, um, or cognac or you know whatever it may be it never calls it out by name by the brand name and it's so cool when you're researching like for me anyway it's really cool when you're researching these old cocktails and you're looking at these old books it's always like fernet branca yeah you know and it's not the only fernet out on the market there are quite a few of them out there there are but it is the original Fernet. Yeah, and, and it's so distinctive. It's like, very distinctive. It's a lot like, of them could be like sweeter or drier, mm-hmm. and this one actually, like, when you yeah. taste it, you're like, oh, that's Fernet Branca. And I would I imagine when the books were written, most of the Fernets that are on the market, if not all of them outside of Fernet Mar- Branca, were unavailable. Sure. Because for so long, Fernet Branca was the only Fernet on the market, and Fernet Branca is the the brand that helped kind of create that subcategory in the Amaris. Um, and most of the other Fernets that are made are actually made for, for the Argentinian market. Um, I'm starting to see some other ones come from other countries. Uh, but Argentina is one of the largest consumers in the world of Fernet Branca. There's also a distillery for Fernet Branca down there. Um, sure. So they've taken on to that palate taste. But for a long, long time, the only Fernet on the market was Fernet Branca. And generally around the world, when people order a Fernet, if that's all they say, it's Fernet Branca. Yeah. My friend, yeah. My friend Julian, uh, Julian Brizzi, he owns uh, a restaurant called Rucola. Ah, I love that place. Yeah. It's near my neighborhood. Yeah, totally. <laughs> He's an awesome dude. Um, well, he and his, his wife, uh, they, uh, they travel to South America quite a bit. And like, it's always funny because like, whenever I'd go over to his house, he would have the 375 milliliter bottles mm-hmm. of Fernet Branca that they brought back from like Argentina or Brazil or wherever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we would always, he would always have it in his freezer. So we would just put it in a koozie and drink it like I it was like a it. beer. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's so awesome. Um, and even like speaking of the Argentine market, uh, there's uh, like a pop song. Yep. Like there's this crazy phenomenon surrounding Fernet Branca, uh, where people are just, just fanatic about it you know yeah. like there's there like i said there was the pop song uh Fernet con coca um that uh i mean i was working with uh, my friend amanda womack at Linnell's down in red hook when i was turned on to the song we were just drinking Fernet Braca and being like dance we were like dancing around <laughs> to this catchy. song it's fun. it was like six years ago we we're just like dancing around on, on, on repeat on youtube yeah. Oh, here we got the one from San Francisco playing. DJ Equipto, I Drink Fernet. Yeah. And both of these songs were very organic. Yeah. It, you know, the thing is, like... People love it. And the brand didn't, like, approach these people Not to do all. it. People Not at all. Not at all. just like, I freaking love this. And Fernet Branca has such an, a unique following of people that love it for the brand and for its history and especially its advertising campaigns throughout the years. Absolutely beautiful beautiful cutting edge for its time um and also quintessential italian in that it was very sexy and classy um beautifully well done well, the packaging alone mm. like that's one of the first things that turned me on to because my background is actually in graphic design and when i saw that i was like wow the, like it's so cool when you i feel like a lot of brands nowadays they they try to repackage to like 
somewhat come up to speed to like the consumer markets and and they use that as a way to increase sales but it's like you know especially in this changed. day and age for like the types of restaurants we go to and the yeah. bars we hang out at and like down to even the the furniture we mm-hmm. have in our house you know it's like there's there's a certain style of classic the classic style that we really appreciate yeah. and that one's been that way for it is the benchmark and what is interesting when i was at the distillery about a month ago um, in the museum, there's about 300 bottles of imposter Fernets, and um, they really are trying to be Fernet Branca because even their labeling is trying to mimic Fernet Branca by, if you just happen to visually glance at it, maybe you're going to pick up the wrong bottle. Um, but Fernet Branca is to the test of time with its labeling and its packaging, and that was actually done by a woman who really helped to revitalize in the late 1800s and the brand, and I mean, it's just, it's timeless. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, it is time. Yeah. I, I have it tattooed on my chest, so <laughs> like it is. It's gonna, it's gonna be there for a while. <laughs> and Just a little I bit. Hope they don't repackage. <laughs> um, but uh, on that note, uh, there's a there's a saying on the back of the bottle that always like really strikes a chord with me. Um, it says, "Excellence knows no oceans, no frontiers," mm-hmm. and that's really kind of like like mission statement for the brand. And it's like, it is. It's cool because it's an eagle. Delivering like the one of the the most iconic like the things that the thing that stuck in my head originally was like wow there's an eagle delivering a bottle of medicine around the world <laughs> well and part of how <laughs> so the cool. motto came about too is fernet branca is an Italian product it's an mm-hmm. Italian recipe but all of the herbs roots and spices come from five continents around the world so it really is all encompassing global and that's also what the eco represents is bringing all of those different elements together through italy and then spreading the love back out into the world again yeah speaking of spreading the love we're going to take a quick break and then when we come back let's talk about the uh, the bar back yes games. the bar back game so <laughs> much fun cool. all right we'll be back in just a moment we're talking with jennifer corral brand ambassador for fertility Branca in new york and we will be right back Child in the morning, I'm gone because 12 hours here, 12 hours too long. 30 odd years, man, was like a twister. Red, this name is a child in your sister. 30 odd years, man, I've always known. Trouble always starts on that open road. Trouble always starts on that open road. I need to say. Like what you hear so far? Support the network and become a member. Membership helps us bring you the best food radio in the world and gives you access to thousands of dollars in discounts at the sustainably-minded businesses that support us. To become a member, visit heritageradionetwork.org today. Today's program has been brought to you by S. Wallace Edwards & Sons. 
Edward's Suriano hams are aged to perfection for no less than 400 days and hickory smoked to achieve a deep mahogany color. The Edward's name is well known for its world-class aged and cured meats. Their exclusive curing and aging recipe produces a unique flavor profile that enhances the quality characteristics of Berkshire pork. Optimum amounts of pure white fat marbling contribute to a flavor that's a delicate, perfect balance between sweet and salty. For more information, visit www.surreyfarms.com. And we're back. <laughs> You've been listening to The Speakeasy. I'm Damon Bolte, and in the studio today, I have my dear friend, Jennifer Corral from Fratelli Branca. Um, we've been talking for Nat Branca, and I, like I said at the, the top of the show, like I'm very, very happy about this conversation that we're having. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, so we spoke on the first part of the show about some of the history of Fernet Branca and the Fertelli Branca uh, company and let's 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 speed it up to modern times right, let's, yeah. let's talk about what's going on these days I love that I, I was I, I I had the uh opportunity to be a judge we were privileged to have you thank oh, you thank you thank you for the uh the Fernet Branca barback games mm -hmm. which is such a badass idea <laughs> it's a lot of fun so that developed out of the san francisco market about five years ago oh, let's let, let's mm -hmm. go for a second let's talk like how did san francisco become like <laughs> the epicenter of like fernet bronco in the united it States? it is epicenter so fernet bronco used to get kind of smuggled back into san francisco about 100 years ago by italians who would go back to the motherland so to speak and then go back to san francisco um san francisco has north beach which is an Italian neighborhood, um, more Italian than today's New York of Nolita or even Arthur Avenue. It's still very Italian. Um, and so they lived there 100 years ago, still coming in, smuggling it in. And then I would put it back to about probably, I was first introduced to Fernet Branca 10 years ago in an old school bar called Tosca in San Francisco, opener and prohibition. Shortly thereafter that, two bartenders opened up a bar and it was for this generation the first bar that was owned and operated by bartenders one of their fathers was a bartender in north beach and so had been drinking for not forever and had passed that down to his son and you know it had kind of spread a little bit within the bartending community and servers but then after our bar opened up it really blew up and for a long time they had the top sales if not the top sales of Fernet bronca in north america um, and it was an industry-loved bar, and everybody wants to drink what the bartender's drinking, whether you're a bartender or a consumer sure. or a waiter or a server, like, whatever it is. And it just kind of spread from there is, like, what I would relate it to. But it definitely is the epicenter, and I was introduced to it in San Francisco, living there. Two weeks later, I was in Las Vegas, and I barely turned 21 and was asking for it in Vegas, and people looked at me like I was crazy. And I was like, no, like, what do you mean you don't have Fernet Branca? Like, you, you need to have it. Because in San Francisco, even then, it was just, it was everywhere. And your yeah. local dive bar and your North Beach bar and your cocktail bar that, you know, really wasn't cocktail yet. I love regionally driven, yeah. like, spirits traditions, you know. It's, and that, that was huge in San Francisco. Yeah. But there was an article, um, geez, I want to say it was about a year, year and a half ago. I think it, uh, I, I, won't, I won't say who it was because I don't know if I can righteously quote this, uh, but it was an article about Fernet Branca and the growth in the New York market, uh -huh. and it was saying that it had grown by fifty percent over one year, and that it. we were like starting to mm -hmm. to edge up on San Francisco, which yeah. especially places like here, like at Roberta's and like mm -hmm. my bar, like mm -hmm. 
It's I, very well I would well say that we sell a lot of Fernet, but we we probably just buy a lot of Fernet. <laughs> There's the another bar it. in New York that says the same thing. I won't name them by name, but yeah. Um, I, I, I'll hold them to the challenge. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's, it's cool. You know, even with, like, Argentina, you know, their whole thing is Fernet con Coca, so it's like Fernet and Coke. Mm-hmm. And then with San Francisco, of course, it's the ginger back, yeah. which I, I like because, like, well, here's the thing. I like multiple glassware. The Fernet, <laughs> the Fernet Branca that we get in the U.S. comes from Italy. The Fernet Branca that they're drinking in Argentina is made in Argentina. And while the recipe for the herbs, roots, and spices is the same, the base spirit is different, mm-hmm. um, which is you know why theirs works well with Fernet con Coca and why ours from Italy, Fernet Branca, works so well with the gingerback. Um, sure. I was introduced to it, actually, Shaken with cherry juice and then strained really? and served as a shot. Yeah, so for not bronca and cherry tart cherry, an amazing pairing and very unexpected. I am embarrassed to say that I've never tried. I feel like I've tried every mixture of Fernet Bronca. It was Marchino cherry juice, like from the little cup, you know, yeah. for your garnishes that yeah. was poured into the shaker tin. And I had it chilled and then strained, and I mean, I was hooked ever since. Well, have that's them. what we're going to be drinking after the show, then, because I, I have to Done. try it. Oh, yeah, you if definitely it, have to try it. If it has Fernet in it, yeah. and it's drinkable, oh, my God, then it's I so should good. already had it. Yeah, it's really good. But, yeah, like, so this phenomenon grows from... And very organically, it's grown. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And uh, so, exactly, because you've never really, like, pushed mm-hmm. on the advertisement, even nope. though the advertisement... Like, like, especially like the 1960s advertisements from advertisements, but we've never pushed it to the consumer to be mainstream, so to speak. I mean, you definitely want to advertise your brand and like showcase what you're doing, but also a lot of those advertisements were geared for the Italian market and not for overseas, where it's really starting to see a strong growth. Um, It's just happened very organically. I think what makes it unique is there is nothing else like it on the market. Um, and I often have people tell me like the first time they're like, oh no, the second time they're like, hmm, the third time they're like, I get it. Yeah. You know, and it's for an acquired taste for Nat Branca. Branca Menta is amazing and it's, you know, really good to introduce people to the brand, but that's only been around since 1960. And it's like, we've really built everything yeah. with for Nat Branca. Sometimes, yeah. I, I mean, I understand like the Branca Menta is an introductory mm-hmm. kind of process for people who wouldn't necessarily like Fernet Bronco. And if they tried it on the first try, they might not revisit it for a second try. Correct. Well, Bronco well, we is great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, to me, exactly. since I started with Fernet Bronco, it's like mm-hmm. Bronco Minta can be a little on the sweet side for me, even though it's very refreshing when it's chilled, mm-hmm. you know, and I love the machines. The um, but, uh, the, the, the chilling mm-hmm. machines, those are great. Um, but what we do as a tradition at my bar, and it started to spread around the neighborhood it too. Has. We call it the hard start because it's like, you know, from riding motorcycles and, and driving old cars, it's like <laughs> when you're just having a rough day and it's like, all right, I'm at work now. It's like, gotta, gotta do a hard start, mm-hmm. you know? So we do equal parts for Net and Branca Venta, and it's like, all right, let's go. <laughs> it's so good too. It's very refreshing, but it yeah. still has that, yeah. like, Let's do this. Oh shit! So uh, let's let's talk about the. Uh, I'm sorry. Oh yeah, like, the barback games. If, if we start talking about Fernet Branca anymore, I mean, like, I'll, I'll just start trailing <laughs> off. But the barback games. Yeah. So the barback games started in San Francisco about five years ago, um, and it was uh, the idea of the market manager and the brand ambassador for Fernet Branca 
Because every bartender, as you know, is only as strong as their bar back. Um, And a lot of time, bar backs don't get the support and the love and respect outside of their bar that they deserve. You know, most bartenders recognize it, but consumers or guests at the bar, they don't see how much goes into being a bar back and how much they facilitate you being able to do what you do on a daily basis. So it was Fernet Bronco's way of showing we appreciate, we support, we respect all of the hard work that you're doing. Let's put something together that celebrates you, the barback, the backbone of a bar. And that's how the barback games have grown. And um, this will be the fifth year in San Francisco. It's coming up December 2nd. Um, and it's also the first year that it's gone national. So we had it in San Diego earlier in the year. We had it in New York uh, mid, mid late September. We're having it in Boston coming up um, on Election Day, actually, on that Tuesday. Um, and the winners of Good New York. Good way to spend the election day. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, you're going to need something after you go and vote. So, you know, wait while the tallies come yeah. in. Um, and the winners of San Diego, New York, and Boston are all getting flown out to San Francisco to compete to earn and win the title of Fernet Branca Best Bar Back in the Country, which is going to be an amazing honor for whoever gets to take that one. Um, so we're really looking forward to that. And it's so cool because, like, like you said before, you know, like, a bartender is only as good as our bar back. Mm-hmm. And I've I've never actually gotten a chance to work with very many bar backs, but when I do I'm just like They bust Oh my their god. Yeah. You guys are amazing. Yeah. You mean I don't have to like run and get my own ice? They're, they're running and getting your ice. They're restocking your beers. They're making refilling sure. refilling your juices. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like it's a, it's a tough job. And you know, the cool thing is, like in in the past on this show, a lot of the the big names in bartending, they've you know started out as dishwashers, barbacks, mm-hmm. you know, baristas, whatever. And you know, it's it's a really cool thing to to be able to feature that part of the industry because a lot of times it gets overlooked it and does. it's a real it's a, it's a real it's, job it's integral and i think that a lot of the industry respects those roles i think that it's great for the consumer to see how important that role is to the bar that they love going to because a strong bar back will also anticipate your needs before you know they need them you know they're seeing what you're pouring into your mixing tin and your shaking glass, or you know whatever that you're going to be doing, and get your garnishes ready for you and your glass were out and like. It's like oh, I've seen like you. forty margaritas go out. Uh, he's probably going to mm-hmm. need, or he or she is probably going to yeah. need lime juice in yeah. a second. You know, yeah, like totally. whatever it could be. That's awesome, and yeah. that's that's like a really cool. That's a really cool thing that you guys have done to uh, to highlight that part of the industry and. Also, it's a really fun competition to It's to so attend. much fun. It's a lot it's a lot of fun to attend. You get to cheer on your favorite barbacks from your favorite bars or you know, enjoy Fernet Branca, just have fun. I mean, it's it's action packed and you got to be a judge, so you really got to experience it from a unique perspective. How was that for you? That was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. the parts I remember. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was it was it was a really really cool time. To me, like it was uh you know, because well, for our listeners, um, it was at uh, Webster Hall. Webster Hall, and the whole like floor area. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's like a tiered mezzanine system. It's 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 a it's a rock and roll like it's a it's a venue. It's a big. It actually, used to be Al Capone's uh, home. Yeah. Well, he didn't live there, but that's where he conducted a lot of his business. Webster yeah. Hall has it's such an amazing history to New York. And that's great that you guys yeah. picked that place. That was really cool. It was yeah. a really nice move. You know, the, the the floor area where it would be like standing room for concerts and whatnot, that was covered with tires. Yep. 
it was like boot camp. And yeah. like that's really what it is. I mean, like barbacking is like boot camp for bartending. Yeah, I mean, it's know? the Fernet Branca barback game. So uh, it's kind of like Fernet Branca means barbacking means, you know, one-on-one style competition, but you're competing against 16 people and you're running through tire formations and you're restocking beer and you're restocking kegs and, you know, it's hands-on, ice, everything. And you're bumping in and running into each other as you're running through trying to get through the obstacle course. It's a lot of fun. Everyone had so much fun. That yeah. was the coolest thing about that. You know, everyone was just, like, loving each other and, like, yeah, people were competing. It was, like, it was, it was like a... It was it was a it was a really cool night, Yay. and the thing is like with Fernet Branca to me, um, I mean I was turned on to it about I don't know ten eleven years ago from my friend Ray Pruitt. Um, he's an actor, and he'd been turned on to it when he was out in San Francisco, and I I was turned on to it in Oklahoma, and wow. and they had it in Oklahoma. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, and he was like, "You have to try this." I'm like, yeah, yeah, of course I will. I'll try anything. Yeah. But but the first time I tasted it, I was like, I, you know, I can see where a lot of people might need a second chance yeah. on this, but I was immediately like turned on to it. Do you believe about the third time, um, if somebody's uh, experiencing Fernet Branca by itself, that it, they're like, okay, I get it. Well, it, exactly. And like, to me, it's like, it's so unique in flavor profile mm-hmm. and it's, it's never... I guess going back to like the way that you were turned on to it by a friend and like so was I. It's like it's it's a unique like it's it's often called the bartender's handshake. Definitely. You know, and it's if you're drinking for net bronco with a friend, it's like yeah. all right, we get each other. Yeah. I we mean, all get this. Yeah. You know? It's something that you want to share with those who you enjoy being around because it's something that gets really close to people's hearts. I mean, as you know, you have the tattoo on over your chest, over your heart, like <laughs> Once you get it, you love it, I think, forever. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, I wish we had, you know, another five hours to talk <laughs> about this because I could I could go for days, actually, on this subject. But um, but unfortunately, we're at the end of our show. Oh, okay. Um, you know, excellent snows, no oceans, no frontiers, and... It's for I, Bronca, yeah. That's for <laughs> And I'm so glad that you came on the show today. So and to be here. Please come around again if you'd Definitely. like. Definitely. Would love to. All right. Yeah. Well, you've been listening to The Speakeasy. Our friend Jennifer Corral from Fratelli Branca has been nice enough to join us and share some Fernet, even though we didn't talk about that on the air. But, but check it out. If you enjoy life, you will probably enjoy Fernet Branca. Most definitely you will. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Cheers. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening. Heritage Radio Network is now on Stitcher. Listen to us on your iPhone, Android phone, Kindle Fire, and other devices with Stitcher. Stitcher is smart radio for your phone. Find it in your app store or at stitcher.com. Stitcher Smart Radio, the smarter way to listen to radio.